The views and opinions expressed on WXOJLP are solely those of the original hosts of their respective programs. These views and opinions do not necessarily represent those of Valley Free Radio Incorporated, its volunteers, or any other hosts, guests, or programs on this station. Hello, and welcome to Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP. 103.3 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm Michael Dow. I'm hosting tonight. I'm joined by uh, uh, my usual partners, John Roberts, our operations guy, and Sue I Timberlake. <laughs> he has a time delay. <laughs> hey there. <laughs> right. Listen, all, I'm far away down in, down, in the, down in engineering, all right? So right, it takes exactly. a little bit. Oh, right. <laughs> Plus, there's the the clang of the engine. You know, he's got to he's got to mm. hear us over that. Just hitting everything with a wrench. <laughs> and uh, uh, another week huh? as well. Yeah, another week. Um, this week, uh, I have to say, uh, there's a lot lot to talk about. It's very serious. Uh, but I do also have to mention that uh, we are doing our spring fun drive this week. Uh, so uh, Valley Free Radio, we're a, a small, nonprofit, uh, independently member-operated, uh, uh, not-for-profit community radio station. Uh, we just broadcast to our small area here in Western Mass. Uh, all of our programmers are, are local there are people in your community, and we do our best to reflect uh, the interests and background, of the, 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 the sort of whole uh, wonderful uh, diversity of our whole uh, community out here in Western Mass. And we hope uh, you might consider supporting us. Uh, if you are interested in uh, making a little contribution to help keep our uh, uh, not-for-profit radio station broadcasting and doing shows like Civil Politics, um, <clears throat> you can uh, make a donation at uh, uh, valleyfreeradio.org slash donate. That's the link to our PayPal page. Uh, we are a tax-deductible charity, so uh, your donation would be tax-deductible. And, uh, yeah, we, we really appreciate any support uh, we can get at any time, but especially, uh, you know, in this time of crisis, we understand how difficult it is for everybody to, to make ends meet, and there are so many causes calling out uh, for support. But uh, if, if you can, we, we, could, we could use your support too. Uh, valleyfreeradio.org slash donate. Uh, that's our, our, our uh, sorry, our donations page. <clears throat> and uh, yeah, well, sorry that I sort of feel a bit awkward uh, when we have all these important subjects to talk about. But uh, yeah, you know, well, ValleyFreeRadio.org/slash/donate well, is is our donation page. Oh, and you can get in touch with us by the way. Uh, CivilPoliticsRadio.com uh, is our website, and uh, you can email us uh, CivilPoliticsRadio at ValleyFreeRadio.org. And on Twitter, we are at Civil Politics FM. I'm sorry, Sue. I just wanted to get through the shopkeeping. No, that's 
Yes, and it's, you know, it's such a diverse group of voices that we have on Valley Free Radio, and we work really hard to do that. So, yeah, even $2, $5, $10, you know, makes a huge difference to us. We we get by with uh, all volunteers and, you know, all that. So, but it's, you know, it's fundraising week. What are you going to do? <laughs> On the... Uh... Uh, keeping it local, um, well, uh, so a lot of people I know um, around the country uh, are, are, are talking about the uh, protests and the, uh, uh, the shocking widespread violence by police forces around the country and the, the, the heartening uh, uh, continuing public advocacy, the, the upwelling of, of public interest uh, and outrage uh, following the death of George Floyd and many others. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, the, 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 the widely watched and discussed uh, show last week tonight with John Oliver on HBO uh, did the whole show about that and they showed a lot of uh, uh, important clips and whatnot. And I was struck because <clears throat> one of those clips was uh, right back here in our little valley with uh, yeah. uh, uh, Captain, um, what was his name? Robert Powers. Powers. Captain of the Operations Division of Northampton Police Department, talking in that little parking garage next to the police station across the street from the courthouse. Uh, and, just Saturday. Yeah. And just... Uh, yeah, sort of talking about how uh, uh, comparing police violence to bad hamburgers at McDonald's. <laughs> I think he wins the goofiness <laughs> award. I mean, it wasn't police violence. You know, it wasn't that something happened in Northampton. He was just sort of speaking out of school, and it was it's horrifying. <laughs> and John Oliver made fun of him, right? Well, Rightly so. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Really and I think just... it was his line that one bad hamburger, you don't close McDonald's. So I don't uh, know. That was, that was Captain Powers' <laughs> is... line. And John Oliver, John yeah. Oliver pointed out like, yeah, but you do call the health inspector. And if you get a whole bunch of them, then you start making radical changes. <laughs> and too many still seem to think that this is an issue of a few bad actors. In fact, just listen to one officer unsuccessfully try to make that argument to some protesters just this week. One bad hamburger at McDonald's does not make McDonald's bad. What the fuck does that mean? Yeah, that protester's right. What does that mean? Because one hamburger should mean a health inspection, a few bad hamburgers might mean that McDonald's getting shut down, and bad hamburgers regularly killing people on the street would mean that we'd maybe all consider going vegan. Yeah, well, and Northampton has a great reputation. I mean, we're one of the few accredited police departments in in the state, never mind in this part of the country, never mind in the whole country. I think I forget how many they said are accredited nationwide, but not very many. And you know they work really hard. We've had the chief uh, Jody Casper in a couple of times, and so what an embarrassment to have this guy. Isn't he head of internal affairs too, or something? Captain it's, of operations you know, the division. Well, the captain of operations division, according to their uh, this the department's website. Uh, supervises and coordinates all patrol division and detective bureau personnel. He's also responsible for general supervision and control of the department's internal affairs investigative function. So, yeah. Okay, he's, I'm embarrassed. Yeah. Jesus. 
Just. Uh, I bet the captain's embarrassed too. So, uh, bad, 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 bad. It's being, being accredited. That's, that's nice. Um, it's, well, at it's, least the policies are written so you can change them. <laughs> I, I know. It, it, I mean, it, it, the the thing is that like stuff like that is okay, I guess. Um, it, it's it's like what's to make it accountable? It's like saying we want to be accountable. Inspect us. It's okay. Come right in and look at our books and our arrests and our data. They report all their data. You know, they're transparent in comparison to some other police departments. But I know where you're going, genre. I transparent transparent yeah. in being a police department. Excellent. You yeah. Know, uh, like, I'm... <laughs> that's well, I think, I, that's great. The, the, the McDonald's with the bad hamburgers just tells everybody that, like, the yeah. amount of bad hamburgers they have, but they keep selling hamburgers. Well, and I think yeah. it's... I think, it, I, th- I think it's just worth... Uh, Stressing, you know, uh, the Northampton Police Department is uh, better funded, better trained and better managed. Uh, uh, It's a cut above most municipal police departments in the United States. You know, I mean, Northampton is just a small city. It's we're not like a it's not like a, you know, multi-billion dollar operation like New York or whatever. But still, uh, you know, Northampton or Metropolis. Right, exactly. Gotham but, and Metropolis has the has its own yeah. <laughs> I mean, actually that like actually someone I was I was talking to someone online about about this. Uh people were um talking about Batman um and how he is a rich white man who goes around like <laughs> stopping crime. Ruffing and people. how that's yeah, a bit problematic. You know that it's a, it's a good point. If Batman was like in the real world, that would uh, a a a vigilante that is tacitly endorsed by the police, uh, going out and and beating up criminals, at like with sounds like just, a mod scenario. It's it, that would be crazy. That would be crazy. Um, yeah. Oh. Uh, and and there's no way we wouldn't know that Elon Musk was going out and doing that. Oh God, we'd know it was Elon Musk. <laughs> exactly. We'd absolutely exactly. know it was Elon Musk. He couldn't he couldn't keep his mouth shut. But well, um, yeah. I mean the the thing is that but you know in, what I mean. The difference is that in in Batman's world, we they have like the Riddler. So, <laughs> you know, true. But, they have really evil doers. Yeah. Well, I mean, they have costumed criminals. It's just, um, yeah. I could. I mean, we, I could get right in the real world. They're called uniformed criminals. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, <laughs> in in the old world, it used to be who wore the black hat, the white hat, and the red hat. Yeah. Red hat. Cowboys. Well, yeah. red hats for it. Well, but. Black yeah. hats and white hats. They used to wear different color hats so you could tell who the bad people were in the cowboy movies. Yeah. In the, yeah. So anyway, yeah, it's um talking about talking about like the issues with the police and then thinking about um you know, vigilante justice in comics is really is really interesting. <laughs> anyway, um Well, well I mean the parallels between... I guess. Well, and and the moment. I mean, 
the parallels between now and 80 years ago when comics, when superhero comics were first uh, uh, appearing, they were springing out of uh, sort of the, uh, the pulp fiction detective movement, you, you know, genre and, uh, uh, you know, other adventure comic strips that have been going on for a while. <clears throat> and um, just the, the circumstances of the, 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 the mid to late 1930s in America, um, we, you know, coming out of uh, prohibition, I mean, the, the amount of, of lawlessness, the amount of just uh, violent crime, uh, I mean, it's, it's sort of how people, a lot of people anyways, are sort of like, oh yeah, violent crime, and that's, that's why we have cops in America and whatnot. And it's like, you know, that we really haven't been living in that world, like maybe even in my lifetime at all. But certainly, uh, certainly, you know, crime has been going down since the 70s. Uh, it's a, a steady downward trend, <clears throat> you know, and it's a contrast to uh, how things were during Prohibition, where everybody was drinking alcohol and the, the, the federal government was actually putting out uh, 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 poison precursors. So if people would die if they brewed their own alcohol. And just, you know, widespread availability of uh, uh, actual machine guns that people would, you know, be fighting with on the streets. And uh, the, you know, uh, uh, you know, that's the era of people like John Dillinger and Bonnie and Clyde and um, just the uh, increasing disparity between the rich and the poor. Um, And because we were a, a much less... We were a more diffused, uh, decentralized country. You know, there, there weren't federal law enforcement. You know, I mean, Bonnie and Clyde were able to get away with their crime spree the way they did because of, you know, the, the lack of hot pursuit laws, you know. So they, they, they'd drive across state lines and the cops wouldn't be able to follow them and yeah. stuff. So, <clears throat> you know, it's, it's a different kind of, of emotional response. I mean, that's absolutely true. Like, oh, yeah, this rich guy's going to beat up uh, you know, the, the lower class thugs, you know? Oh yeah, absolutely. But it's still, it, it's a, it's, it's an emotionally different feeling when you're living in a world where, uh, you know, there isn't like this, uh, strong, overwhelming police presence. Um, and, you know, uh, statewide and inter and, and nationwide law enforcement. And, uh, and it's also worth noting that uh what's that term copaganda we've yeah. had decades generations worth of that you know i mean there was a show in the when i was a, a kid that i thought was kind of crappy but nevertheless it was you know on the, uh, you know something i remember seeing in the when i was a kid in the 70s you know a show about the fbi and uh you know all these you know police shows about you know you know, hard bitten. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and many others going back before that, uh, you know, back to the twenties and thirties when they were on the radio, it's, uh, and you know, I mean, that's, uh, the, the, the Batman and Superman came about at the same time as Dick Tracy. So it's just, it's a totally different kind of, of vibe. And 
I think it says a lot about how our culture has not moved on, how we're still sort of stuck with, uh, you know, our, our imagination is still sort of stuck with the, these these figures from this rather different time and place, and uh, how much the how much Batman has to change in order to like have to to not be just like oh god Batman's horrible he's the villain I mean. Batman is just like he—he's—he doesn't kill people, but he's otherwise pretty much the Punisher. Well, with with a lot more money. We're we're getting into into that a lot, and we can we might we we could have a, like a whole supplemental about that. Um, but getting back to the to the Northampton thing, I think uh, we were talking also about the the Smith College Republican Republicans. Yeah, yeah, um, very interesting. I, I, I didn't hear this story, but John, you found this one. Yeah, online and the. So the Smith College Republican Club, which, I mean, I'm partly dis- di- surprised that that exists. Uh, but they have decided that. Um, well, they, there's they have a statement on Facebook which I'll link, but it says we stand against President Trump and denounce his actions against both the Black Lives Matter protests and his handling of the COVID nineteen pandemic. Silence is complacency, and therefore we choose to speak up. The loss of human life under this administration and centuries of systemic racism must be addressed. And they say for this reason, um, Smith. Smith Republicans will not be active next semester. Leaders of the club will be directing their efforts elsewhere, both as individuals and scholars. Relevant information to the club and its alumni will still be posted in this Facebook page, so long as they, as so long those with admin access have not yet graduated. Interested students can take up the task of reactivating the club if they so choose. To do this, students can contact us, and so they are basically stopping the club. Yeah. Um, and if anybody yeah. wants to restart it, they're like, you "Just let us know." But we're done, you know. Which is really great. It's really, really great. Yeah. Uh, and you see the, um, I, you see this yeah. like across the country because uh, President Trump's um, poll numbers are incredibly low, uh, and surprisingly, with repu- people that are. Republican, like, uh, like, yeah, general, their general re- Republican, uh, public is, is starting to go against him and he's very unhappy about it. Finally, I say, <laughs> yeah. Did, did you hear that, well, uh, CNN put out a poll about that and the Trump campaign th- sent them a cease and desist letter? Yes. Yes, I did. <laughs> That's well, funny. Just do not excellent. release the data. I well, will uh, put George that link w. in the uh, Bushes. Uh, I will put that link in the in the in the show notes. Uh, it is uh, from CNN, so uh, just it's they they aren't on our list, but this is about CNN, so I don't think it's that bad. Um, yes, sweet. Well, and you heard that George. You guys probably talked about it last week. George W. Bush isn't going to support. Trump and Romney isn't there's about five mm-hmm. sort of Republican ringleaders Lisa who are Murkowski. not supporting him. That's yeah. right. Yeah, so it's it's you know, it's taken a long time for people to find their backbones. Seriously. I don't know. We'll we'll see. But I'm I'm dying to know who Biden's gonna pick for vice president, but well, we're not, I don't think we're going to talk about that one tonight. So Yeah, we're not gonna find that out until um August. He that's when he said he's going to Yeah. To see. Oh, I didn't know that. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. So, 
Well, in Georgia, and, and, what a mess in Georgia yesterday. Or, you know, Wednesday, I guess, when the show airs. It'll, will have been West Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, we are the, recording the on Thursday the, the 11th, just so everybody knows. Yeah, yeah. the election was actually Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. Tuesday. Oh, okay, I'm off three days. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> but I have a friend I have a friend in Atlanta, and she was saying it was, a, you know, pig's breakfast down there. It was just awful. So pig's breakfast? People trying to vote, but... Yeah, they make a mess out of their breakfast. I don't know if you've ever seen a pig's breakfast. Well, anyway. I've Um, I've heard heard dog's dinner, not pig's breakfast, but I get the idea. (laughs) I've never heard either. Well, well, but (laughs) so there was a Democrat who had to get him. There was a Democrat outside of Atlanta. He's running for the Senate seat or trying to, and he had to get a majority to not have a runoff, and he he made it. He got 51%, even with that voting on Tuesday. Wow. So he's he's going to be running against the, the incumbent Republican. So they, my friends down there are saying he's got a good shot. So good. But that's a, just yeah. So that could be two senators, two Democratic senators out of Georgia. That that yeah. whole that whole election was like the, the whole vote. Yes. Uh, on Tuesday was terrible. And it was really a uh, like they they. They they reduced their polling their polling places. They uh, in a bunch of them the voting machines wouldn't work, and nobody had the security code to restart them or fix them. So they yeah, had to they wait for people to have to for someone who had clearance to 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 do anything with them. It's just and they didn't have backup paper ballots or anything. No, they ran out of provisional well, ballots. And yeah, people were everybody waiting was until like twelve thirty in the morning to to vote. People yeah. like the last voter left at twelve at like twelve forty, in some place. It, it was just, yeah. it was just a show. It was, yeah. I think it went from eighty voting places to five. Yeah, the number my friend gave me. I don't know if that's accurate, but holy mackerel! So I'm, you know, I I can only imagine what's going to happen this fall. Hopefully, everybody will be able to vote by mail. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I think we are starting well, to get a little bit of a, a well, the, pandemic yeah, peak back. The more we can can uh, direct shame and pressure at uh, uh, you know government officials, especially ones who uh, uh, don't seem to be particularly interested in uh, having their elections run well, like Governor Kemp in in Georgia, I think the better the chances of that happening are. You know. Yeah, uh, I think it's. Well, I, I think it's Stacey Abrams is working. Go ahead. Oh, Stacey I was going to say Stacey Abrams has been working really hard on Georgia, and this still happens. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. No, she's been she's been yelling about this for what three, four years now. Yeah. Well, she's got a whole organization that's policing it and filing suit, and I mean they're they're doing more than yelling. They're yeah. you know, oh, yeah, no. well, moving so, all the levers they can move. Yeah. I mean. Uh, I, I live in Massachusetts, and I heard of Stacey Abrams and her concerns and about Georgia's uh, electoral system and her efforts to fight it. Uh, you know, uh, in 2017 and the run up for 2018. So, yeah, when she ran. Yeah. Yeah. So ran. it's like, so yeah, this has been going on for years, and uh, <sighs> you know, and and she's had some successes too. So this is after. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> and that actually. Um, yeah, lots. Well, we've got to we've got to take a, a break soon, and of course, I do have to mention 
This is our spring fund drive, and we hope you might uh, support our uh, all-volunteer not-for-profit radio station at valleyfreeradio.org slash donate for our, our donations page on the internet. But I think it's worth... Part of what I think these protests are uh, showing up uh, is the extent to which uh, local governments, uh, uh, well, local governments, state governments, and even the federal government really don't have their act together when it comes to taking care of important public services. I mean, uh, arguably the COVID-19 epidemic was already showing us that. Uh, and by the way, I think we're up to 115,000 deaths here in the United States, confirmed deaths, right? Mm, that sounds about right. So that's fantastic. It was 110 about a week ago. Yeah. Right. So, I, you know, that's, that's superb. And uh, uh, I, I can't wait for uh, another spike. But um, it, uh, the... Uh, 115,000, yes. Yeah. The uh, autonomous zone that protesters have set up uh, in the capital district of Seattle, following the police department, oh, yeah. uh, the police department just evacuated their their precinct house there. Like, and I, I don't just mean like they had people scrambling out. You know, they pulled up trucks and moved out equipment and files and and weapons. They just they just vacated the building. Yep, that's another. Yeah, they gave it over to the protesters, right? <laughs> Pretty much. That's another department that uh, the protesters just, they, they they said screw it, and they left in the, <laughs> like another castle that's been taken. <laughs> yeah. And I think, and, and it, it, you know, and, well, sorry, and I've seen, you know, uh, 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 news reports about this, some of which are like, oh my god, this is a sign of things to come, and others like, right on, power to the people. But re- regardless, I think it's, it's worth noting, like, you know, things are, things haven't devolved into uh, the purge or, you know, Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome uh, in in that part of Seattle or anywhere in Seattle, really. You know, especially now that the police have, have left, uh, people aren't being tear gassed and, and otherwise uh, injured every night. So that's, that's something. Bonus. I heard they were having concerts, music, music concerts in that precinct. <laughs> they are. That they they haven't yeah they haven't like sit ins and the, you know folk music and yeah the reminds me of the sixties autonomous zone <laughs> the chaz yeah gotta love the chaz I guess oh wow I'm I'm hoping this doesn't go the way of the Paris communes so probably um, yeah by the way <laughs> I noticed that we really are sort of at the uh, end of our time for the first half of the show so I just want to mention. Uh, please do, uh, if you can, make a contribution, any size. It's much appreciated. It's tax deductible uh, to uh, support uh, Valley Free Radio, uh, an independent nonprofit, uh, you know, collectively owned and operated uh, uh, radio station. And uh, you can get to us at, uh, on the Internet at valleyfreeradio.org slash donate and make your contribution through PayPal there. Uh, any amount is appreciated. It's all tax deductible. And uh, it, it helps to keep uh, civil politics on the air and all the other shows we do um, at our all-volunteer station. So now we do have to play a few PSAs, promos, and station IDs. And uh, we'll be back with more civil politics here on Valley Free Radio in just a couple of minutes. Don't go away. We'll be right back. 
There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Hey, this is Wendy, host of Valley Free Radio's subculture music program, featuring new wave, post-punk, indie, and electronic music from the 70s to today. Join me every Friday night from 8 to 10 p.m. here on WXOJ, or stream it live from your favorite listening device at valleyfreeradio.org. Dad, you're supposed to jump over the rope. <laughs> One more time. The smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Learn more at 1-877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Has anyone ever asked you, don't you have enough records? Adventure Rocket Ship is new and old. Indie pop, psych pop, post-punk, shoegaze, lots of chiming, jangly guitars and catchy melodies from both artists you know and obscure 7-inch singles from around the world. Adventure Rocket Ship, Tuesday nights, 9 to 11 p.m. on Valley Free Radio. And we're back with Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm still Michael Dow. I'm still talking with Sue Timberlake and John Roberts. Uh, we are still talking about uh, uh, the wave of, of protests against police brutality that have been uh, uh, across our country uh, for the past couple of weeks and the need to de- defund the police. Uh, and before we get to that, I do just have to mention that this is also, uh, hopefully, a week where you will uh, refund uh, Valley Free Radio because it is our, our spring f- uh, fund drive. Uh, we are a uh. small... I know it sucks, but we got we to gotta do it, man. No, just the, <laughs> the, just the refund... Mike... <laughs> Bad joke. Refund? <laughs> Defund it. But we'll hope we'll refund the station. Eh? I, I, I just heard I just heard that in Fozzie Bear's voice, that's all. I I I, I said it in Fozzie Bear's voice in my head. I don't see the problem. Ah? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh-huh. All right. Well, uh Statler and Waldorf, if you two will just let me get through this, okay? <laughs> <laughs> so um valley free radio we are a uh uh independent not-for-profit uh uh radio station uh we're run by all volunteer members uh you know there's 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 no owner you know company behind us uh you know nobody uh uh no business interests pulling our strings we are uh, a, a small seat of your pants operation. Uh, none of us is making a dime from this. And uh, we just need uh, uh, support from the community to help us stay on the air, to keep the lights on, and 
the transmission, uh, the, tra- the transmitter working, and so forth. And uh, we really appreciate all the community support that uh, keeps uh, programs like Civil Politics or Farm to Fork or Press Start to Continue uh, or Warm Heart of Africa to name programs people with this station or this this program are involved in. Um, J-pop, so, okay, Asia. All, all kinds of stuff. So All those, yeah, music shows. It's great. I mean, what a diversity of listening we have on our station. It's amazing. So we hope you'll support that, and you can do so by going to valleyfreeradio.org slash donate. Uh, that's the webpage with our, uh, our PayPal set up so that you can donate to us directly. Uh, it's safe. It's secure. It is entirely tax deductible because we're a 501c3. And, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's a, there's a lot going on. Uh, there are a lot of worthy causes out there. Uh, we hope you might think we're one of them, and if so, if you can spare us a few bucks, uh, every little bit helps. We really appreciate it. Uh, valleyfreeradio.org slash donate. That's, that's us, uh, and we thank you for all the support we get from our community and our listeners. So, um, so back to the, the more serious issue of uh, defunding the police. Uh, all right, Sue. I, uh, I'm, I'm going to put you on the yes. spot just a little bit. Be- well, because, you Uh-oh. know, well, just because, you know, you've often described yourself as a law and order Republican. And I am right. And and I, I think in the abstract, the idea of like, hey, let's have uh, a safe, orderly society where, you know, uh, if people have problems, you can call friendly guys in blue to come and help you out and deal with problems. And I mean, you know. In the abstract, I, I think like that girls sounds, in blue. Well, who doesn't? Um, <laughs> but I, I you know, like. I think in the abstract that makes sense to a lot of people. Like it would be nice if you know you could call the cops and they would come and just be helpful and friendly. Um, but that obviously, what we're seeing is that that is really not the reality for so many people in this country. So uh, you know to. Uh, as I said, you know, you're a law and order Republican. And I think what we've seen is how lawless and disordered our police departments can be. So what's your take on defund the police? Sorry, it's a big thing. And I'm not trying to to get the Republican. I just, you know, I'm really curious. You can get the Republican. It's all right. (laughs) Yeah, I thought about this. I've thought about this a lot, especially in the last few weeks. But, you know, I have police officers in my family and military folks and all that and you know mm-hmm. Quakers and you know I have a I have a mixed family. So um the thing that I have been taken away from some of the discussions is that what's happened is um organizations in our society have sort of disappeared and the police have been left holding the bag to some degree from my perspective. You know, some of the mental health institutions, some of the social problems, drugs. And so what's happened is I think for the police departments, they've gotten a wider and wider um, range of responsibility, a lot of which they aren't particularly trained for. And um, I've heard some of the progressive folks like um, Lindsay Sabados, I heard her the other night speak. Um, she was talking about how we have, you know, we send in the police to handle all these social problems and they're not really equipped for it. And maybe we need some other kinds of folks that show up when you call 911. And I thought that's 
that's sort of a backhanded way to say defund the police. It's to take the money from the police that was given to them for some of the drug enforcement stuff and, and give it to crisis teams that would go if there was a you know call about an overdose. I mean, it's sort of interesting. And the ambulance is run by the fire department, usually, in towns out here in Western Mass and even some towns in Boston. But that sort of creeping responsibility, you know, the scope of their jobs, uh, you know, and really trying to be more targeted, what people are trained for. So if you have a domestic violence situation, you know, you don't send in the biggest, baddest police officer you have. Sometimes you send in um, folks that have a different skill set. And I don't know how you would do that. I mean, I think it's just the beginning of an idea to really try and push back a little bit on the responsibilities of the police force. So I, I, you know, I know, I think we talked while we were off the air, Camden actually did uh, defund their police force and totally replaced it. And it made a huge difference. Um, So it's doable. And then we were going to talk about um, what's going on in Seattle as well, but that, that thought process that maybe the police aren't the ones you send all the time. And, you know, you do, train them in de-escalation techniques if they haven't been doing that. I mean, I know Northampton does a lot of the training. I mean, they've, they've been trying to stay right on the forefront of it, but that thought process that the get the scope got too big and, you know, people react when you're in a job and all of a sudden, you know, you're not only making the biscuits, but you're serving them and you're cleaning up and you're doing the dishes. You know, it's, it's a big job and we might be well to think smarter about it. And, you know, these SWAT teams, uh, wasn't there a SWAT team that resigned over the, um, um, uh, they, the, the, um, one of the, the, there was, they re- there was an assault on an, on a, on a peace assault activist, team. on a 75 year old man. Um, he was pushed, oh, they knocked he, him down. Yep. he fell down, he In cracked Buffalo. his head, he's recovering now, but his he was bleeding and people just, the cops just weren't helping him. The cops that, In fact, um, they pulled one guy off, right? One of the guys. cops tried to help, and the other cops, yeah, pulled. They pulled oh, him no. off and said, I, "Not, you know, don't." Two, two of the officers, yeah. two officers were were put on suspension at the very least. I forget. I can look that up and post that on the show notes. But uh, the two officers were suspended, and the other fifty-seven officers who were part of the you the know rapid response team, right? Exactly. Which, oh, they resigned over it, right? No, no, no. Not from the police force. Yes, they they resigned resigned from the assault team. They resigned from the rapid response team and not from the police force, which is dumb. Um, (laughs) But, uh, yeah, they resigned. So they could keep their paycheck. Basically, yeah, they're still officers in the department. So it was just a show, uh, like, and I'm looking at this personally, I'm like, good? Because we don't need SWAT teams. The it's the oh, over I see. Defund the SWAT. Yeah, more than that. But we don't need SWAT team. Like we need SWAT. We need SWAT teams. I mean, maybe once a year in some places. Like you don't need a SWAT team in. Uh, like if there's like a if there's like a huge hostage situation. We're hold on. It started to be uh high travel time. You don't need huge SWAT teams. Like if there's a 
hostage situation, like an armed hostage situation, maybe, but you don't need like, like this military unit just ready to go at the, at a moment's notice. You don't need that. Yeah. It's, like a SWAT team they is, don't... seems like a reasonable response to someone like John Dillinger, but we don't have a lot of John Dillingers running around anymore. Exactly. Like, it, and, and it's so easy to just deploy them. There is the, there is the rash of swatting that happened that still happens where people just call 911 say there's a person with a gun in a house and then they the SWAT team just descends on them uh and uh people get hurt and it is like a quote unquote prank and like that that is something that people can use the police to to do that to attack other people and it's been happening for years and years and decades and centuries of course but uh we don't need SWAT so it's good that they all resigned it, unless i think that unless you have a city of like a billion people or something you don't need a regular SWAT team you can have like maybe just at this just, state level yeah Maybe and just and at the state level it really depends like how how well are they trained too like most police officers they're carrying these weapons um and they they aren't trained as well as let's say the military to actually i was talking to my friend who who actually was um He's gonna hate me, either the army or the marines. I forget which one. <laughs> but uh, oh, I was you have to know which one. No, I'll ask him later. But he, uh, he, I was asking him, and he, and I was like, cops get like three months training at the academy, and he, and he said, yeah, to be to go, and I was like, how how long does basic training last? And he's, and he says, you're not really ready to go out for like a year maybe a year and a half and then you get additional training yeah. after that it, it, like if you're going to be a police officer you are going to be an armed presence in a community which means you should have an incredible amount of training in weapons and weapon safety trigger discipline uh when how to de-escalate situations and those shouldn't be taught on the job because if they are, then you get training officers like Mistake. Chauvin, who uh, who are teaching those of those rookies to kneel on someone's neck. Like that's it's insane. So yeah, one good defund SWAT, but yes, I think defund the police, and really that means, like you said, putting the money that that can be sometimes a third of a city's budget putting that money those millions and billions of dollars into mental health into uh into EMTs into training for uh, for those those people to take over those jobs from the police because like Susan, yep, it's just we're... too much you don't need a guy with a gun showing up at a at a at a at a at a marriage dispute oh. You know, I gotta well, say the only marriage really counselors. Violent. Well, the only marriage counselors that I respect are the ones who are packing at the at the sessions. You know. Oh, I mean, totally. You know. <laughs> Jesus, 
I mean, it, as well, soon as like a weapon comes out, someone's going to die. Without... You know, and it, cops are also trained to be afraid of everything because they're they're continually told, and everybody's continually told that a police officer, when he goes out, he might die. It's then that's not true. It is it is well, not the most dangerous <laughs> job in America by far. It is not. Well, and I think sometimes things can get violent very quickly and without warning. And I think they do walk into circumstances that are not predictable. I mean, I think that's true also. That's true you for... You know, people, people do... EMTs aren't, aren't packing, and they, go to, and they go into weird situations as well. Yes. You yep. know, and, so, and, and sometimes they don't have a police escort. And if they do... That police don't like just rush in, guns drawn. They like someone just if someone's hurt, if so, if they don't, you don't need to run in with a gun. It that and yeah, that's, you sort it out if you can. Yeah, it's it. That's the thing. Like, like most, a lot of situations don't require a a guy with a gun that is trained how that is trained to shoot someone if a situation requires it instead of. To de-escalate or, a situation, or a woman with a gun, please. <laughs> yes, or a woman, or or someone, or a person with a gun. Yes, a person, a person, a person good. with a gun. Well, it's interesting. It's 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 interesting because I think we're all addressing sort of a similar issue. And like I said, I was quoting Lindsay Sabadoza. Um, I think a lot of folks on your side of the aisle are are sort of thinking of terms of, you know, it's not defunding the police, it's putting the money somewhere else. You That's, know, the big bucks and the tanks. That is defunding the, the police. You know. It's taking funds away it, from it the police. Is, That's defunding the yeah, police. Yeah, but it's kind of redeploying. Yeah, okay, but it, it's not that the functions would go away. It's that there'd still be functions like that. I, am I misreading you? Well, that, that's oh. a, that's the thing. Like a lot of people think when they hear defund the police, that means getting rid of police. Which, honestly, that's a conversation we can have. But um, defunding the police means a police budget is X. You take those funds away. You take that budget, part of that budget away. Reduce the amount of police officers that are on the street because we have. Far too many police officers on the street. And you take those funds and put them into services that will, that can account for those, the, the parts of the job that police just should not have. And a lot of police officers do not want. So. Do not want, yeah. yeah I've heard that, that too. Funds, that there's a lot of stuff they're away. being asked. Yeah, here. take the funds away from the police. Put them into other services that can that can also handle these disturbances, uh, into uh, training for other people to go into there, and then reduce the amount of jobs that the police need to do. That is defunding the police. That isn't disbanding the police. That's not dissolving the police. That is reducing the amount of money that cities and towns give to their police forces and, and their police departments. And moving those those funds somewhere else, taking some of those funds and creating a, a citizen-run oversight committee. Something oh, you like, like that. that? 
Something yeah. like that. It, like, there are so many way, better ways that we can use the money that are just thrown at cops. Well, and as a, as a heartless rich person, I also have to say that I, I, I hate to see money wasted. I prefer to use resources uh, efficiently and wisely. And uh, defunding the police uh, uh, can include, uh, if we reduce the number of uh, heavily armed officers who are trained to think like uh, soldiers, like uh, uh, war fighters, as opposed to peace officers, uh, will have less police violence, which means we'll have less money spent on civil settlements uh, to the victims of that violence yes. from the communities. I mean, the city of Chicago, this is just something I just saw earlier today, the city of Chicago last year spent $113 million dollars uh, on settlements for people who'd been harmed by the Chicago Police Department. In one year, $113 million. Yeah, I believe the average is, Maybe that's... Uh, like, year over year is, like, $52 million, um a year uh, that, that they... It, for it's, Chicago? Yeah, it's... Yeah. In, like, last year might have been, so like... that was a big year. Yeah, it's it's insane. And the training that they get is incredibly... It's not sufficient. It's not, and it's not good training either. It's warrior training when, the, and this is something that I actually say I've been saying a lot. Uh, not just defunding the police, actually dissolving the police department and restructuring it from the ground up, and that's something that that they did in Camden. Fire all of the police officers. Camden, New Jersey, right? That's correct. Fire. Yeah. What they did was fire all was the police officers Corey and then rehire them. Um, I don't. Was that Cory Booker? I don't think. No, I don't think that think he. That he was, was the mayor of Newark. Was he I believe. Mayor he was mayor of Newark. Newark. Oh, I thought he was in Camden. No. Yeah. Um, never mind. So they fired all the police, and then re look at their records and rehired them. But what we really need to do is. What what I think that we really need to do is dissolve the police department in everywhere and rehire the the people that work there after combing through everybody's records, making sure that the people that are overly violent do not get rehired. And then making sure that they aren't police officers anymore. We call them peace officers. And that's what they do. They keep the peace. And you make sure that that is part of the legal requirement of a peace officer. That they are supposed to be there to keep the peace and protect people. And they aren't law enforcement officers. They still need... People guys, still need law enforcement officers. They still have laws. And they still need to be... They sometimes do need to be enforced by people with wep weaponry. But not as much as we have right now. And not as... Not at all. Not at all. It's... If, if we just refocus that group of people and reduce that amount of people, but refocus them into protection of people instead of protection of property, then we will all be much better. So you have to reform the police union to be able to do that. No. Because a lot of the Please, protections no. have Get been rid negotiated. It's collective bargaining. 
No, police you unions. You can get rid of a union by dissolving an organization. That's labor law. I, you can't. You can't just say I'm closing the factory to get rid of the union. You can't do it. <laughs> well, then they they need to dissolve the police department, because. put in new policies, and say to the the police union, one, this is what we're doing. Uh, these yeah. are the new policies of the department. This and this. Am I hearing into unions? And if the unions say, no, we don't want that, then you say, okay. Next, next union. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because it is, it is, I mean, some people attribute it to the strength of the union to get rid of, um, you know, um, what do you call it? Um, when you not punish, but, um, the ability to manage the department, you know, the choices and, promoting certain people and i mean a lot of that is pretty locked down because of the strength of police unions and fire department unions so they're both very strong and teachers unions the the, so you guys are saying abandon the union i'm saying i mean i i can take that position as a republican but you guys don't usually if you if you're talking about let's say you take a a union of a of car manufacturers okay the 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 factory that these people work in there are in there are safety violations because of negligence all the time there are the the products that they produce are unsafe there are pro- there are parts missing there are the people that buy these products are getting hurt and when the, broke, the when the organization the, yeah when the organization says these guys over here these people over here they are causing incredible amounts of harm, a re- reduction in in process. They are uh, hampering our our ability to do our jobs. These out of a hundred people, these ten people, they need to go. But then their union says no. They're going to get transferred yeah, to another. Process. They're going to get transferred to another factory. Or. You yep. can fire them, but they have the ability to go to another one of your factories and get rehired. That's it's, that is. It's, it's kind of like the way the Catholic Church shuffles around uh, predator yes. priests. If the if that is the if that's what the union is doing, then there is an issue with the actual union. And I am not. I'm. I I support unions. I think unions are great, and I think um, when you have collective bargaining. And protection against unlawful firing and things like that. That is one thing. But if the union is protecting people that are killing people, then there's an issue with the actual union. And that's not in, in terms yeah. of unions in general. If a union is protecting people that are murdering people, then it's a criminal conspiracy. Then, then that union has to go. That is the thing. That is you remember- the line. Gosh, Do you remember I, when I just, the Massachusetts State Police were doing all that overtime illegally, and they they caught him? It was uh, I think it was Troop F oh, uh, was State Police out here in Western Mass. Yeah, yeah. And um, they fired they fired a lot of them, and the um, the board that oversees that reinstated a lot of them. Yeah, that can't happen. And they were, you know, they're basically it's yeah, a, and that's that's yeah. a problem. I'll say I this mean, one thing: that's a problem in this state. I know we have to go, but I'll say this one thing. If a police officer gets fired because of excessive force or something or or a 
or because they failed a psych test or something like that, if they get fired and they are properly fired and they deserve to be fired, they should not be able to be a police officer anymore. They shouldn't be able to go to, and because that's how a bunch of people get killed. Because someone that was fired from a police department just goes to another one across a state line or something, and they get rehired. They're, you can't do that. that. If you're fired from a police station, that, you should not be able to be a police officer anymore. Guys, we really have to, that, to leave it here, because we've got a, oh, another, yeah, yeah. <laughs> another show coming on. And I have to mention, because okay. it's Fun Drive Week, we do have to mention that uh, Valley Free Radio is a independent, non-profit, uh, all-volunteer uh uh, organization needs the support of our listeners. So uh, valleyfreeradio.org slash donate is our webpage where you can go and do that. Uh, we hope you will. And yeah, and we have to wrap up. So this has been Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week. Good night. Civil Politics is a member of the Planetside Podcast Network. To learn more, go to planetsidepodcasts.com.